Hello and welcome, I'm Peter Gowers and joining me today, as always, is my co-host... G'day! G'day, Pete! How are you, my friend? That's I'm good, Peter Kavkis, for those of you unaware. It is getting worse and worse, isn't it, that sound? Uh, well, it depends on how you look at it. If you like it, it's getting better. If yes. you don't like it, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, look, it, we're all um, chatty and happy and in a good vibe right now and I'm very excited to present our special two peas in a pod stuff it let's call it three peas in a pod episode today <laughs> our naming our names rights provider our, our originator of the two peas in a pod what what were we what were we originally called again legendary morons that's it and Mr Leon Logan Nathan who joins us today hello Leon G'day, g'day, g'day. Oh, welcome, what, Leon. What did you say to me when you said, I think you need a new name? What did I say to you? I remember that your new name came to me while I was in the shower. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Worrying fact. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Which that's I, where you which, get a lot of great ideas come in the shower. I have to say, and I have read something about this um, that, that confirms my own experience, and that is... Some people, or a lot of people, actually do their best thinking yeah. in the shower. I would agree with that. Correct. I don't actually. know why that is. Shower and toilet. I'm not a toilet person for that, but definitely the shower, I do. Shower is a huge I, This This is going to come out wrong. <laughs> I do often get creative in the shower. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yes. You can take that the wrong way if you like, but yes. But it's just... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the water hitting your head or what. But, yeah. Mm. You know, I don't know what it is, but it's incessant. And I'll tell you the other place that I come up with ideas yep. is on a plane. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, oh, me well, too. Yeah, okay. yeah, me too. Okay. It, it, it's, I think it's that um, I'm locked in a confined space. I can't go anywhere. I can watch that same movie for the third time. <laughs> or, no, I, I, I oh, tend well. to get um, on a plane... Um, inspired like particularly about business it's like mm-hmm. right what can I do in my business and I tend to write notes mm-hmm. and yeah I, I would mm-hmm. concur with that absolutely 100% with that yeah, wow like, for me I think it's looking outside and seeing the clouds and everything right and, and it puts that zen mm. Mm. and being away from home yes and going especially if I'm going to a place that I haven't been before yeah yeah you know, but it doesn't have to be do you also get the, um, we're all parents here and we've all talked about frustrations of kids, oh right? God, we want to go so, well, not yet, not well, yet. I'm actually in the Northern Territory today, so we can talk about the smacking laws later. <laughs> he, did, he updated me on that. Yeah, he did. He did. I'm, I'm, I'm most enamoured with that law. But what I've got to say is, my kids, right, my kids can push me to the breaking point like I can literally sure. and I, I, I can say this because I haven't done it right but I can literally get to the point of wanting to murder one or many of them yes for various reasons of course but as soon as I get on a plane my love for them intensifies regardless of what happened the day before or the day that I left all of a sudden it's like no they're not as bad as I think and oh, I miss them and I really want to see them again do you get that absolutely yeah. What? Uh, ditto? Yeah. Yeah, did what I... What is it? I thought I was the only person... No. No, I, I, yesterday, yesterday more so because yeah. I had a frustrating day before I left and the kids came home and my eldest son always wants to play sport with me, right? Okay, yeah. And I'll say, yeah, yeah, no worries, mate, we'll play later. 
thinking we won't, but he'll forget about it. He doesn't. No, they don't forget. And then come, you know, 7.30 when it's bedtime, he'll say, oh, but you told me we'd play cricket. Or you'd... And and this is one of the first times this has happened. And he he refused to say goodnight to me because he was annoyed because I hadn't... Who's his Angus? Oscar. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, and I said to him, well, mate, you might regret that because I'm going away tomorrow and... If we don't say goodbye to each other, we both we both might regret it for various reasons. It, it didn't seem to alter his behaviour. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you might regret it, Dickhead, but yeah. I won't. I'm, I'm, right. I'm still annoyed at you. <laughs> but as soon as I got on the plane, I thought, oh, I must make more time for him. And yeah. Like, as, as annoying as Angus is, you know, like he's a good kid at heart. And Yeah, weird, hey? No, that's not weird. It's not mm. weird. Because um, I get it in my own. just it gets yeah. the same thing. I'm shocked. Yeah, I, I literally am shocked because I thought I was the only person. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it must be. And now, um, congratulations, you two, on the boundless possible podcast. I will keep shouting out this podcast as long as I live. Um, but in true boundless, uh, oh my god, boundless possible form, Leon, what is your territory story? Might. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, Leon. Well, I, I, I refer you to episode one. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode Stand one can be found on all good podcasting stations. Previous testimony can be found on all good podcasting stations. But look, you know, you've been really, really good to us, Pete, and and not just in, in obviously promoting the Balance Possible podcast, but you know, being our executive producer on the last two episodes, for example. <laughs> So that's been very much appreciated. We thank, thank you, you for that. No, thank mm. you, Leon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, look, uh, Mr. Gowers and I have been talking um, yep. from time to time about whether we ought to do a podcast. And it actually follows off from what you did with Lauren, which you promised you were going to do episode two, which we still haven't been waiting for. I, on record... In fairness, he never said when. So. <laughs> no, no, no. On record, um, and I'm willing to have a few... Uh, <laughs> um, no, no. I'm willing to sleep on a single bed for a few nights. Um, I'll start up a ruckus so we can do episode two. I have asked her about three or four times, so... And she said no. Well, it's just we don't. I better not blame it like that. I, I could be single for months. Um, you need the fire and passion to do it. No, no, it's, no you just need to piss her off. We, yeah, it's correct, co- correct, correct. It just needs to happen. You would do that daily. <laughs> but I would like to thank you guys because I think now it's going to happen based on this conversation. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is that none of our wives ever listened to our podcast, so they would never know. This is very true, this but is uh, actually very true. I thought, uh, I thought you had Fiona listening to it one stage, or at least one episode. Um, I, I've potentially had her listen to snippets, but so uh, yeah. this this may also cause an episode one for one of our. <laughs> but she has recently um, started working again as a journalist, right? Yep. And so it's been really interesting for me because you know I'll be constantly talking about boundless possible, or I'll be talking about two peas in a pod, or yep. whatever. And I'll say, you know, oh, you should have a listen. Leon and I talked to so-and-so today and oh, it was really interesting or it was funny or it was whatever. Or this story was Capcus awesome. and I did yeah. something and, yeah, you, you should just listen to it. Like, everyone's got a great story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So then about two weeks ago, right, so she's been back at work for probably three months and she she works for a, uh, a rural um, agricultural national news network. Okay, so... She, she can be writing stories for 
Northern Territory, for Victoria, for WA, could be for anywhere. She's been writing a lot of things for South Australia of late. And she'd written this story that she was most um, happy with. And a, a, a story which might be 600 words long can often take two, three, four days. Oh, you know? wow. Depends on... And it's constantly changing. And I had never appreciated this previously. It can change based on advertisers. So she might start out with a 600-word article and then they might go, oh, it's now 800 because someone says cancel their ad. Or they might go, it's now 400 because we've just sold in a new ad on that page. And of course, advertisers get right away. So anyway, she'd written this story. I think I'd actually even gone out and taken a few photos for her on one particular story. She got to the end of it and she says, oh, you know, I really love my thing. It's just about ready to be submitted. Um, could you have a read of it for me? Just read it and, and tell me what you think. And we work at the same desk, sort of a bit like this. So it's a, a rectangular shaped um, table. She has one side, I'm at the other side, opposite each other. And I was typing away on my laptop and I just looked up and I go, yeah, no worries. As soon as you listen to one of my podcasts, yeah. I'll read your damn article. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no fights happen and everything all good. <laughs> she, she just goes, oh God, went back to her work. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. No, I, I actually pre-warned her as well. I said to her, there's going to come a day when you're going to need me or want me to read something of yours. I'll tell you right now well, what I, the answer will be. But well, I think you need to distinguish that, Pete, because right. you want her to listen to your podcast because you want to get some feedback on, on whether you think it's good or not, right? But it's already published. Mm-hmm. She's asking you to read an article that hasn't been published. Ooh, well put. Uh, what do you say to that one? <laughs> well, one, she didn't come up with that argument. <laughs> Two, she will listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, there's probably an element of that, but um, you know, I'll sometimes say, "Oh, we we did this today," and. Um, I'm not quite sure about it. Have a listen to it and give me your thoughts. It's it's like if her mother writes me a email and I respond, she'll always say to me, "Can I read it before you hit send?" And I'll say, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like creative rights because the tone's not quite right or whatever. Yes. Oh, right, yeah. So it's the same thing. Whether it's published or not, it's irrelevant. It's like, well, this is what. And as you both know. My mother and my mother-in-law were both mentioned in a podcast not that long ago, and my mother has actually started listening to us found as possible. I haven't told her about two peas in a pod yet due to the uh, little tick box. Yeah, But she obviously hasn't hit that episode yet because I'm waiting for the, oh, I heard you talk about me today in your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Are we going to wade into the waters of fatherhood and child rearing? I've been, as we were talking, I've been trying to find the blasted section in the credits. Oh, you've been looking? About the smacking the kids? It says that smacking is legal. The fact that it's mentioned in the criminal code tells me a fair bit. (laughs) Well, let me take it in in a little bit of boundless possible uh, way, and then we'll just keep talking, and then we'll see where this uh, podcast passes. And we'll see where this podcast goes. Leon, I originally 
remember first meeting you when I was working with May Dunlop. Mm. This would have been about 2010, roughly. I've been doing it 11 years. About 2008, 2009. You were very close at the time with... Um, and please tell me if I'm wrong here. This is the way that I saw things back then. When I was a little tacker looking up to you guys. Um, it was yourself and Harry, the finance guy. Big Harry? No, no, I'm thinking of his brother. Kiprios. Oh, yeah, John. John, John Kiprios, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm friends with his... With right. Harry Kiprios. Harry, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Did yep, you yep. just go to school with Harry? We did. We, we went to oh, school together. That. Yeah, and uh, I think he ran for the CLP for a little bit as well. Harry did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess, how is John? John is not so large anymore. He's he's quite... Uh, he's, um, he's, he's lost a lot of weight. Okay, and he's, he's still in Brinken? Uh, still in Brinken, yes, yes. Uh, he is. Uh, he's currently in in Adelaide, um, but yeah, no, he lives here in Darwin. Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. Well, for the for the two P's podcast now three P's, um, since we won't fully get into your territory story right now, mm-hmm. but you know people know you working as a partner aboard Keller, yeah. but you also do various other things for the community. I'd like to talk about some of those. Okay. Um, sure. Let's start with um, the big one where you run that. Oh, lawyers associated worldwide. Yes. What would you like to know about that? Well, as I've said before on a podcast, but uh, I'll say it again, you are vice president of the the lawyers association worldwide. Yeah. Hold on, everybody. I'll just repeat that again for everybody. <laughs> He's in Darwin. That's vice president of the lawyers association. Association, association worldwide. Yes. What an achievement. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, look, it's not honestly. Uh, you know, it just it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It's okay. so much fun. Yep. You know. Yep. Occasionally there are difficulties. Like every now and then you will have a member that might get upset about something, and you know, uh, sure. you've got to deal with that. Yep. But by and large, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun, and and. Thanks to Ward Keller, yeah. who have been very supportive of my involvement in this organisation, yep. and as a result, Ward, you know, I've obviously carried Ward Keller along with me uh, for this, uh, and and the Darwin community yes. as well. Um, yeah, yep. a lot of people out there that know about it, like yourself, um, and, and Pete, who has been literally to a yeah. function, yeah, yeah, um, yep, the regional well regional done. meeting. So yeah, it's uh, it, look, it's a good thing, and it's 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 about you know the world becoming a smaller place, and everyone's connected. Mm. Yeah, you know, good words. Um, I mean, we just uh, did a did a podcast with Sophia, uh, and what an interesting person she yeah. is! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You know, from the British Virgin Islands, you're yeah. going to take out a map yeah. of the world. And <laughs> yeah, I still won't find it. You know. Um, <laughs> yep. But that's what Darwin is. I mean, Darwin. If you're open to it, Pete. Yeah. You'll be exposed to so many things, mm. you know, or about the outside world that you can bring in and make a part of your own life. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, we've got Brad, of course. Uh, Brad, you know, from Talking. the US, Brad Talgan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's, who's been on, on one of your podcasts before. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, he, he's out there doing things, and, you know, what is his background? California lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the governor of, um, sorry, we had 
Um, he was a, he worked for Arnold Schwarzenegger for a little bit as well. Brad did, oh, that yeah. is Brad. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Who's the other lovely gentleman that I'm thinking Bill of? Savarino. Yes, Savarino. Yeah. yeah, and Bill's dying to get back on this podcast. <laughs> Let's get him back on. Yeah, yeah. When's Just he back get an in update. Dallas? We don't. Oh well, hopefully, you know, when the when the Americans start to build stuff here, yeah. yep. then I'm pretty sure you know we'll see Bill uh, at some point. He loves this place. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? But then you know, I look at my yeah. own PA. Right. right. What an interesting, interesting story she has, mate. Right. Kim Zindel. In fact, we should get her on one of these mm. days. Yeah. There you go. She's Swiss. Right. Born in Switzerland. Yep. Grew up in Switzerland. Yep. Uh, both parents doctors. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Right? Uh, she went to Union Switzerland, became a lawyer. Worked then for a law firm in Switzerland that's one of the top law firms in Switzerland. Right. How do I know that? Mark Grinningen told me that. Chairman LAW? of LAW. Yeah. The chairman of LAW. There you go. Who is, who is Swiss. Yeah. Right? When I told him, I said, oh, Kim works for, Kim used to work for um, Homburger. He was, what? Mm. Homburger? Sounds That's, tasty. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> it does. Is that with or without fries? Right. Oh. So, you know, yeah, um, yeah. so Kim came to Australia yeah. as a backpacker and she met a Swiss guy here. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> Holy crap. Lives in Humpty Doo. Been here since he was, <laughs> Get out. Been here since he was nine years old. Wow. Right? They fell in love. And she decided she'd had enough. She was just going to live here. She thought about becoming a a requalifying to becoming a lawyer here. She thought, no, it's too hard, too difficult. Um, So she decided she'd work in a law firm. And she's she's my PA. Wow. Um, Let me tell you something interesting about that story. Okay. So Kim says to me the other day, oh, uh, you know... um, because I said, you know, you're working, you are at Humpty Doo. You must see snakes. And she said, yeah, 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 we see. So aren't you scared of snakes? She said, not really, no. Right. And she said, do you want to see something? I said, okay. <laughs> so sends me a video in her kitchen. I kid you not. I can show you guys this afterwards. I believe you. This huge carpet python. Hanging down and just meandering around her uh, pantry. <laughs> That's and enough to send people running yeah, down the street. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a massive snake. Wow. Right? And she tells me that it's become even more massive because it keeps gobbling up all the possums in her yeah. roof. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, well, right. Yes. Well, that's, well that's common. That's handy. It is. It yeah. is. It is common. So, it's her having to do it. And I said to her, I said, Kim. Do you, does your mother has your mother seen this? Like, yeah. what do they think? She says, "Oh, you know, they're they're, they're cool with it." <laughs> <laughs> wow. She would never correlate, you know, Swedish top no. law firm to Humpty Doo and snakes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. But that's it. You know, this is the connections that happen in Darwin, right? Right. And yes, they probably happen in other parts of the country. Yeah, but it, because Darwin is one degree of separation. Yeah, it seems to be intensified here, though. The people you meet from places in the world and yeah um, and I, I love how you two have come up with a way to capture those stories and then bring them out to a format where people can listen to it well done 
Yeah, thank you. You know, I know even today, you know, talking to Owen. Yeah. Oh, how cool is Owen? He's a cool dude, right? Like, I mean, he's got a, he's got an amazing story. He does. You know, I mean, to, I mean, I was in awe listening to him because I know that the firm that he runs that employs 200 people. 200 people, million dollars in uh, in payroll. utterly, utterly exceptional in Northern Territory. Because if you ask me to name another firm that employs 200 people, that is an NT firm. Yeah, exactly. I would be struggling struggling to think. I'd be struggling to think. So when Owen says things that, you know, may be politically incorrect, maybe, you know, the government might not like it, Sure. I think to myself, well, you know what? That's the beauty of living in a democracy. You're entitled to have an opinion, mm. right? And you're entitled to express that opinion without being worried about getting a tap on the door saying, dude, yeah, uh, actually, we think you need to come with us. Jinping's yeah. not happy with what you just said. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this, this is the beauty. This is the stuff. That's true. Pete, that I would be happy to spend my life to protect. Yeah. Yeah. Because we take it for granted. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Which I think draws a very good um, link to our next topic, being our former topic, the law protecting us against smacking our kids. Oh, yes. All right. All right. All right. Let's get into this. We are fathers. We're... Yes. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it'd be fun because Leon's got the actual law, which is good to know. Yeah, this will be interesting. So, uh, you generally, you would think, uh, we have been advised in this day and age, you are not allowed to smack your kids. Mm. You are not allowed to do that. Well, there's forever that threat that if the kid goes haywire at the supermarket and and you discipline them in a way to settle them down, that you know somebody down the aisle who you've never met before and has no idea what sort of a relationship you have to that child and or whether the child deserves it or doesn't deserve it, yeah. uh, you know, can seemingly ring up the police and say, look, there's a, an adult here bashing a kid or, or bashing is probably not the right word, but disciplining the kids in a way sure. I don't agree with. Right? Sure. Yep. And, and it's interesting, I don't know about you guys, but I find um, people who've never had children <laughs> particularly opinionated about how you should or shouldn't discipline your children. It's, we take no notice of those people. It's, it's really, really easy, having never had a child before, to say, oh, well, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that or here's how you should bring them up. All right, are we on? We are on. Okay, so look, it's taken us 24 hours or taken me 24 hours to actually find the, uh, the relevant provision in the criminal code. Yep. But I have to thank... Uh, Mr. Peter Gowers, because uh, without his help, I would not have found it. Uh, He's got this amazing memory, uh, ability to recollect just random things. (laughs) Photographic (laughs) memory, Gowers. Random crap. Uh, I sat here all night thinking about it and got there in the end. You do. Um, Because I I would have virtually had to read the entire act from start to finish to find it, because it's not in the part of the act that I would expect it to be in. And knowing Leon, he would have read um, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's under Presumptions Division 2, uh, Section 11. Thank you very much, Peter. My pleasure. It says, power to impose discipline. 
A person who may justifiably apply force to a child for the purposes of discipline, management or control may delegate that power either expressly or by implication to another person who has the custody or control of the child, either temporarily or permanently, and whether that other person is a school teacher of the ch- mm. child. What? Mm. It shall be presumed that the power has been delegated unless it is expressly withheld. Wait a minute. So, when we first... I've got a few questions there. When Leon first read that to me, I was like, before he said school teacher, I'm like, Holy wow. So one, once your child goes to childcare or preschool. In the care of someone yeah. else. And so that, that then automatically means grandparents, uh, friends. Babysitters. Babysitters. They can whack your child. They can. But yeah. there must be another section because that there section... There has to be a subsection. No, that section... <laughs> I don't know what I'm about. You just wanted to say that <laughs> yeah, I know. I did, I did, I did, yeah. Subsection <laughs> 11A. <laughs> because that, that section deals with presumption, right? So there must be another section in the Act here... That goes against that? that? that no, that talks about the, 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 the right or, or you know, the, the power to imp- impose domestic discipline. So a person mm. who may justifiably apply force to a child for the purpose of discipline. So this one t- talks about the fact that you can delegate that yeah. to someone. Um, and, and it includes a school teacher unless it has been expressly withheld. Yeah. How so, about that? Which is the opposite of what the assumption is these days. Well, that leads ourselves into very <laughs> dangerous territory, doesn't it? It does. It does. Because um, one could... Uh, open up a conversation about the state of crime in the yeah, territory sure. yeah. and whether whether school teaching discipline or t- discipline in the school yeah. should be brought back. I don't know about you guys, but when yeah. I grew up, yeah. the cane. I got it. Yeah, what, yeah. really? Yeah. I got the cane. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I just missed it. Oh, did you? My brother got it. Oh, right. But I, I was in that couple of years after where they eradicated it. Okay. So to, to clarify that, I never got the cane in Australia, mm. uh, although I came close. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. Um, but, but I did get the cane in Malaysia. Right. And I'm pretty sure that they're still giving the cane in Malaysia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether you're a I'm child not, or an adult. I was going to say, that's not just for school kids either. <laughs> it's uh, prisoners, um, all sorts of things. In Malaysia, it's kind of like uh, cane first, ask questions later. Sort of thing. <laughs> wow. works. Yeah. Now, I look, to be honest with you, I don't know whether giving the cane has actually improved anything in Malaysia. It, it, mm. it, it may have, but, you know, and look, you guys could just jump in here for sure, but I kind of feel like respect was a kind of higher in, in, in Malaysia in, right. in, in relation to authority mm. than it is here. That's what it... That's what yeah. it feels like. And I don't know whether it's a generational thing or a country, a cultural I thing. I think it's a country cultural thing. Yeah, I think I it's cultural. I, I, always think, I always think with the cane, it seems to be more Asian and Middle Eastern countries. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It, it seems to be sort of, um, you know, for, for, for reasons that are speaking against the state or that is disrespectful to a ruler or... that. that yeah, it's disciplinary rather than I don't know what the, the the word that you would use for when you lock somebody up in jail is, but the, I think of that on a different scale. Even though you can get both, I suppose. 
I always think it's state imposed because they've disrespected someone. Yeah. So just sorry to just so just going back to you reading the Act section eleven, well, I'm Pete, <laughs> um, There's a the word through the media is you cannot discipline your child. Yeah. What you've just read there basically says you can reasonably yes. discipline your child. That's correct. Wow. In in the Northern Territory. In the Northern Territory. Yeah. So whether that's Australia-wide or not, who knows? But okay. like, I, like I said yesterday, the, right. the belief is yes. that if you smack your child at the supermarket, trouble. someone's going to dob on you and the cops are going to knock on your door, on. which is utter rubbish. And and every parent has done it. Yeah, well, absolutely. okay, maybe not every parent, not every but yeah. majority of parents have done it. And I, I suppose the debate around it is... Did you get smacked? Did it make you Got a my mass ass whoop mama dad. <laughs> Did it make you a mass murderer? Do, do you smack your kids? Is it going to make them a mass murderer? Or does it affect the way they behave, the way they do things? Um, wow. What do you guys reckon? I mean, you said you got your, your ass whipped by your dad. And I do yep. remember on a previous podcast, yep. you, you went into that. Uh, do, do you feel animosity to your father? Do you feel that it was a bad thing? What do you feel? Okay, so as I have children now, mm-hmm. eight, five, and three, I sort of understand where he's coming from at the time. I think he went a bit excessive. Was the issue there? Um, yeah, definitely. He, he, yeah, he was excessive. Right. We, we don't need to do that. One smack is good enough to get your message across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, uh, my lawyer Leon here. I should say. That. <laughs> I should say that. But. Um, you know, if Leon reads it, the act out and you guys have any questions for us, don't hesitate to hit any of us up. <laughs> Clearly not me. No, no, no. Don't hit us up. Don't hit us. No, I mean, yeah, just, don't go around smacking just contact your children. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thank you for clarifying that. Didn't know that at all. <laughs> That's okay. We actually have two criminal lawyers here at Ward Keller, Tessa Sislowski and uh, <laughs> Sarah Dowd, and I'm sure that they would be available to uh, discuss this issue in far more detail than me. Pro and anti-smacking. <laughs> but uh, look, yes. I, look, I I was smacked by my dad, yep. by my mum. I'm almost certain by my grandparents at some point. Yeah. Uh, did I deserve it? Yes, I totally deserved it. Um, do I look back on it and think, oh, you know, um, did, was that wrong? I, I don't actually. Yeah. I, I think um, I think it was it was good that they did that because I think I, I may have turned out differently. Mm. I may not have respected wow. authority as much. I'm not sure. I, I could mm. be wrong. You'd need to put me on a couch and put a psychiatrist there or mm. something yeah. for me to yeah. actually understand. But but do I think there were times where they went. Overboard, I reckon there might have been, uh, you know, uh, although I can't actually technically recall because mm. in Malaysia they use a cane, you know, mm, and a mm. cane can really hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but, um, but yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I think it's the problem with kids is, I don't know, I mean, as a parent, I can mm. say that, you know, my three kids, um, they didn't all get smacked equally. You know, some more mm. than others. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you've really got to hone your your skills as a parent to know how and when. You know, like w- w- what's appropriate. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to be. You know, you don't want to be in your mood. 
Mm. And then take it out on them. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's always a line. And it's... Yeah. It, 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 you you got to be aware of, am I crossing the line or am I approaching the line because I've had a bad day? Or am I approaching the line because he or she needs it right now? I also think um, there's a who element in there as well. Mm. And what I mean by that is that my oldest son, he doesn't seem to be particularly bothered by smacking. Mm. So it doesn't have the effect. Yes. My yes. daughter, my oldest daughter, she is. Yeah. My youngest son, he absolutely is. Yes. Um, so it, it, I think it's very much a horses for courses and some will respond to it better than others and yeah. you'll get the reaction from some that you want or need and from others you won't. So you've got to find a different way. Yeah. But don't you reckon like, and I, I have this conversation with my kids. You, how yeah. they, sorry, how old are you kids? 16, 13 and 11. So gotcha. you know, to tell you the truth, uh, smacking is not really an issue for us anymore. Sure. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but I have this conversation with my, with my kids where I tell them, you know, being a parent is the hardest job I've ever had. You know, it's harder than anything I've done at work, harder than anything else. I don't know about you guys. How do you guys feel about that? Definitely, definitely. Like, mm. um, okay, you can go. No, you go. <laughs> All right. Um, as someone that wasn't prepared to be a parent, um, you know, I was like, oh, Lauren, we're going to have kids later. No rush. We've got our lives. Now, you know, I'm nearly 32, <coughs> nearly 32 years old with no children. Um, so she made it happen. So as someone that wasn't prepared for all this, and I'm sure none of us were, by the way, mm. um, yeah, it's, yeah. Tough. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's tough. I'm starting to see it and feel it. And yeah. Mm. It's tough. Yeah, I know it's tough, mate. You, you, well, you've went five times, so <laughs> I was married. Clearly, it wasn't as tough for you. <laughs> uh, well, no, incorrect. I was married for ten years before we had wow, a child. Yeah, geez, so I actually, I echo those thoughts right. that you just um, said. Uh, I refer to myself as the reluctant parent, and my wife, who seemingly didn't have much interest at all in being a parent uh, until year 10 then said right this has got to happen this is my lifelong dream this is what I've always wanted yeah um first crack was of course twins which sort of (laughs) (laughs) exacerbates it somewhat um yeah it's a hard job because you know you touched on it before you know you you had a relationship with your parents and your grandparents And there's times when that was positive, there's times when that was negative. And whether you know it or not, it, it has affected the way you behave now. Yeah. Um, and it, it has then also affected how you deal with your kids. And we've all done it, we do it regularly. When we say those words and those lines, we went, oh my God, that's my father talking, that's my mother talking. I swore I'd never do that. I swore I'd let them eat KFC every night if they wanted it, you know. But um, it, to me, it just echoes the fact that everybody's going through the same frustrations. You know, I, I have an eight-year-old son who no matter how many times I say, mate, don't leave the light, don't leave the light on when you leave the room, or don't do this or don't do that, every single day we'll, we'll have to have a conversation again. So I'm then saying, how many times is it going to take before you get it? 
and I get the standard response, dunno. So how do you deal with that? Like, yeah. how, it's hard to discipline because he's only being honest. He doesn't know. He doesn't know when he's going to get it, and he doesn't know when it's going to be second nature to him. Yeah. I've got a suggestion. One day they're going to turn around and they're going to surprise the shit out of you. Yeah, That's how you're going to yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and then there are those there are those pleasant days when you come home and everything's great. You know. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I don't know. That. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe it's a ten minute window, but there are those times when I come home and my wife doesn't say to me, "Oh my God, you've got to get home now." I mean, this child's done this, this child's done that. It's oh, like, my goodness, that is the worst. So I give the standard response. Well, mm-hmm. darling, mm-hmm. you chose to have these children. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's oh. a that's a sin bin one, that and one, then, isn't it? And then <laughs> if she really, if she really, really Wait. pisses me off, I say, "Remember, this was your dream." Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I, I, okay, I, I'll tell you what my one is. And I don't play this card very often because you go straight to the sin bin when you play this one, right? I want a baby. I want a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If I do that, I am, I'm gone. Totally gone. But look, um, you know what? Look, going back to parents and uh, and grandparents, I mean, do you, do your parents ever say to you, and my mother has said this to me, and I tell you what, I was just shocked when she said it. You know, I was talking about, you know, disciplining one of my children. And she says, oh, you know, you don't have to do that, Leon. (laughs) What? Yeah. What the hell do you think you did to me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. Times have changed. Oh, Oh, have they? That's when you say, right, mum, how does email work? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Look, I I haven't copped that yet. I I get the... um, the regular sort of updates on, oh, you know, because um, Angus, who's three, oh, look, he's just acting out like that because he still thinks he's the baby and now there's a baby. and Okay, that's great. But Fiona has a great story where um, she was riding a little tricycle on her grandmother's back porch when she was a young girl. And her grandfather was sitting out there on the, you know, day bed or whatever it was, just watching. And her grandmother said, you know, don't do that. It's dangerous. You'll, cause there was no, um, you know, balcony on the sides and there was like, um, garden beds and roses and whatever, uh, drop off the side of the balcony or veranda, whatever it was. And she said, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, you'll hurt yourself. Anyway, of course she kept doing it. And of course she fell off and she fell into the rose bed. Oh, beautiful. To to which, what did her grandmother do? Smacked her. Oh. (laughs) And she still remembers that to this day. And her grandmother, when the twins were just born, we took them down to, to meet her, but before she passed away and she was like, oh, you know, you don't smack children. And my wife's like, Gran, you smacked me all the time. You just actually reminded me of the story. Similar you too, yeah. I was, uh, I would have been probably, I don't know, maybe seven years old, six or seven. Yeah. And I was stuffing around with a knife. This is in Malaysia, trying to make a mask out of a piece of cardboard. And I cut myself and I started crying. And my dad came in, saw the blood, saw the knife and gave me a smack. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, men of that previous generation, and and I would say that you know knowing my own 
um, situation in terms of my parents, family friends, friends of friends, my wife's parents. The men of that generation were largely bloody unsuccessful humans from a um, emotional perspective. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the, uh, I might be going too far with this, but the majority of the ones that I know ended up divorced and just incapable of dealing with their thoughts and feelings. And, and a lot of it came out in pseudo-violence. You know, I'm talking smacking kids and, yeah. you know... Thankfully, not that, that I saw any of this sort of stuff, but, it, you know, it wasn't unknown for husbands to hit their wives and all sorts of crap that, that is just unacceptable in this day and age, mm, thankfully. Well, well, you had that situation, didn't you, Pete? I was, as, as we also spoke about the last podcast, um, when, sorry, when I did the Balanced Possible podcast, mm. I was raised by women. Mm. My father left. Um, when my father was there... He was a hard ass. Mm. So now, as we were talking earlier, some of that still comes out. Yeah. And I still remember it embedded, but, yeah. you know, again, I was raised by women, so I see a lot more empathy for people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A little bit soft. Mm. Yeah. Do you reckon your dad, but do you think your dad went overboard? Definitely went mm. overboard, yeah. Mm. And, you, and, and your view of that is that uh, it comes from a different generational thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I... I, I my observation of it is that, um, and I don't 100% blame them for it, but um, my, my nephew plays football and uh, I, I took the kids down a couple of times to, um, you know, to watch him play this year and um, you know, I commented to my sister-in-law, uh, you know, after the game and they're in the rooms and singing the song and on the field and because see in in professional grades these days um and you probably don't appreciate it when you're just watching on the tv but a lot of these guys have played together at junior level and state level and whatever before they go on to you know play in um the professional teams and i said oh man you know i'm not sure i can deal with all this hugging that goes on these days so the official man greeting now, and I've noticed this with my own friends, right. if you go to greet a male these days who you remotely know, it's shake hands, other arm goes around. Have you noticed that? No. I, I see. It's just, it's a concert. I know you do the knuckles and whatever. And I do the hug now. But yeah. So it's funny you say it's, that. I and, agree with that. And I thought, I thought I'd meet a pretty receptive audience. She goes, oh, no, I love the man hugging. I love all the love that... So okay, and and I do love the fact that you know you can watch uh, various shows and whatever, and and you'll see you know blokes of our age and younger who are more than in touch with their emotions. You know they'll cry every day if you bring up a topic; the tears will be flowing, you know, easily. That's probably not my stance, but I'm happy for that to be the case. So I, I think that the males of the generation ahead of us. You know, they didn't come from that spot and it was frowned upon and mm. you had to toughen up. And, you know, even um, even when we spoke to Owen Pike on Boundless Possible, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, his father and how he had to make that change. And he just had to get in a car and drive 13 hours and mm. that's just what you had to do. Mm. And I thought, yeah, that that's kind of how that generation worked. But you still got your own thoughts, you know. And I look at my kids now and I, I, look, don't get me wrong, and I'm not the perfect parent by any stretch, but 
I've never been able to sort of put myself in someone else's shoes quite like I can now mm. with my children. Oh, yes. And I know yeah. which child needs my arm yeah. around him and which child needs mm. a, a kick up the backside. Yes. And and I, I give that based on what I can see. Our parents, grandparents, mm. one rule for all, mate. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Look, I feel a little bit, uh, I suppose I feel a little bit nostalgic about my grandparents because I think that their generation, my grandparents' generation, and none of them around, um, I think it was harder for them than it was for my parents. Of course. Okay. You know? Of course. Um, and, I, and I'll, I'll give you post, one. Post-war? Yeah. Okay. Been, yeah, yeah. Depression? I, mean, I, I don't think the depression really affected Malaysia too much, but certainly the war did. Yeah. I mean, we had Japanese occupation and all that sort yep. of stuff. Okay. Right? Uh, and I remember some of the stories where, you know, my, my grand-uncle... Would have would be riding his bike with his with his wife on the back, a bicycle, yeah. and then would have to stop at the at the at the um, you know checkpoint uh, and salute the Japanese yeah, soldier. Yeah. There, you know, yeah, yeah, We can't imagine it. it. Yeah, we can. You know, yeah. And I tell you one thing that really um, uh, really impressed was impressed upon me when I was a child, and that was when I was at my grandparents' place, especially or if they were around even, at dinner time, they would make you eat like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> really? And the reason for that was yeah. because of the war. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just didn't know which whether that was going to be your last meal. Yeah, wow. And wow. that was so ingrained into their DNA yeah, after yeah. the war that, yeah. that they it's, passed it on. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Right. No worries. It's been great. Bye for now. I'm Peter Kafkas. I'm Peter Gowers. We are two peas in a pod. Catch you next time.